Did you know that God promises mommy's joy? It's in the Bible. Hey there, sweet mommies. This is Sherry Hayes with MomDelights.com. I'm the mom of 15, been homeschooling for over 30 years, and I want to bring you some encouragement and delight for your day. So whatever you have to do, if you have to fold some laundry or wash some dishes or vacuum, it's kind of hard to hear when you're vacuuming, but anyway, I can do it. Um, and just we're just going to dive into the good life in Jesus. Okay, so... Today, I want to share with you something amazing happened. If you'll notice, I've got video. Uh, I'm, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't have to worry about it. But, you know, I'm also on YouTube, and I had to stop doing video because my equipment, I felt I'd like I didn't know. I've got, like, a, the lowest end of a studio camera for TV, I think. And I didn't know how to fix it, how to do it, and it was really giving me issues. <laughs> so... I have a son-in-law, my daughter and son-in-law came to visit with their little baby all the way from South Korea, and he, in South Korea, he is a filmographer for variety shows. And so he took my lighting and everything and he arranged, do you notice that I don't have the glare of the light in my glasses? Yeah, so I put tape on the floor so I know where everything goes. <laughs> and he showed me some tricks and he fiddled with my camera and he taught me things and I actually took notes and I took pictures of the notes so I wouldn't lose them. But anyway, so now I have some decent quality video to share with you and some good sound. He taught me, he, he even bought a cord for me and he did stuff. So bless you men. I hope this is looking good. <laughs> so today what we're going to do is we're going to start a series on joyful mothering. So we're going to be reading to you uh, from the first chapter in my book, Glorious Mothering. You can find this on Amazon, and I have the link below in my description on YouTube, and I'll try to put it in my description in my podcast. And um, so we're going to do the first chapter in here, and we're going to split it into, I think it's going to be a few parts, because if I did the whole thing, it would take a long time. So today we're just going to do an introduction. So I'm going to be reading and commenting a lot. <laughs> so I hope this blesses you today. Okay, so Moms Can Have Joy is the title. Got grief? If you are a Christian mom, grief should be chasing you down daily. Why? Because there is a devil and he hates godly people. If the devil isn't coming against you, it's because you're walking alongside him, right? In 2 Timothy 3.12 we read, Yea, and all that will, will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. In Psalm 37.12 it says, The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. Right? So, you know, there's a devil and there's a whole world full of people who don't love God. And if you try to live godly, it's going to, yeah, you're going to have stuff happen. This is just what life on planet Earth is about. We strive to receive the prize of knowing Christ. The devil tries to steal from us and kill us and destroy us and everything we have and do. Besides that, we live in a fallen planet full of sin. So things are breaking and wearing out and all that kind of stuff because of the second law of thermodynamics that everything tends to entropy. The energy of the universe is slowly de depleting, right? 
But wait, there's more. The devil wants to make us think that we have no recourse, that we just have to cover our heads with our arms while the sky falls. He also leads us to believe that pain and suffering and depression are God's will for us in this life, but he is a liar. And here's the thing. Even though this physical life, this physical body is wearing down, God's kingdom is ramping up. And God's purposes and God's renew his life and his beauty and his goodness, they're ramping up. Yep. God does not want us sad and sorry and depressed. He wants us full of joy and hope. Now, when I first became a full-time mom, I expected the worst, right? Everything I had read and witnessed taught me that women at home with children should become depressed and even loony. Now, I did have stay-at-home moms that were not like that, okay, that were believers. But I, you know, the the way that women have been portrayed in the media and there's, you know, well, we'll get into more. I believe the lie that if I didn't have anything outside the home to keep me busy, I would automatically become a frumpy, ugly monster. And remember, I had gone, I had been in daycare and in school and in high school and at work and, and I was in the army and I had always had something to keep me occupied. People told me what to do so I didn't have to think about it. And I thought if people didn't tell me and I didn't have, I'm just gonna, if I don't have something to stimulate my brain and I learned, you know, totally different. But anyway, that's what I thought. But that's not what God says. It's not what God says. God has not only promised all of us as believers joy, but he has specifically promised mom's joy. Do you believe that? Yes, it's true. <laughs> God, not only does God see moms at home who are pouring out their lives for their children, he sees us. He, it's not like we do it in private. Well, we're doing it in private, but God sees everything. So anything that we do as unto the Lord, God counts it, right? He sees it. All right. He has given moms a specific promise they can rely on in every situation. And that is this. That's Psalm 139. Now you want to put this on a chalkboard and put it in your kitchen where you can see it, okay? He makes the barren woman abide in the house as a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. And the praise the Lord is right there, right? So we're the joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. Joyful, right? Now, there is another secret that the devil is trying to keep from us. The kingdom of God is full of joy. And for the believer, his kingdom is now. Okay. Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Okay. Then Colossians 31, 3. Now that, that's Psalm 1611. You should probably put that on the chalkboard someplace too. <laughs> okay. And uh, Colossians 3, 1 through 3. This is another one of those things. I don't know. You maybe should write, just get a whole wall and just write it all over. <laughs> if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. If you are born again, if you have been twice born, and you have been baptized into Christ, this means that you died and you were raised to life, right? So you have a new life, and that old life 
that was concerned about the things of this earth is gone. Now your new life is lined up and concerned with God's kingdom. Right. It, uh, now, so our lives are hidden with Christ and God, and in his presence is joy, joy, joy. It doesn't seem logical, I know. We are accustomed to trusting what we can touch, taste, and feel, but there is more to this life. The tangibles we experience every day are not eternal, they are temporal. Now, everything physical is not evil, but everything physical is subject to the spiritual as we allow our minds to be renewed by the Word of God so that our perspective is changed. Here is a true life story. Now, I think everyone has gone through one trial or another in the last you know, 15 years or more, and I think we've all experienced some kind of uh, interruption in our, in our income or situation. We've all experienced you know, a downturn in our country, and we were experiencing some of these uh, effects to a great extent, and it was like a, it went on for a few years. It wasn't just like a day or a week or a month. We were really struggling for a while, and that was from external forces, not stuff in the cider home, but external forces. And the struggle was tiring, and it was exhausting. And somewhere in the mix, in the mix of all this, okay, was the idea that God wanted us to suffer, so we should be good soldiers and just trudge on and carry our discouragement and our hopelessness around, you know, and just like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm serving God the best I can, you know. All right, then one day my son came up to me and asked me a question. He asked me what we pray for when we pray the Lord's Prayer, and, you know, I went through it and came to thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he asked me, so uh, in heaven, right, so what are they doing right now? You know, God's kingdom in heaven that you want to come to earth, how are they acting in, up there? Are they, are they depressed? Are they discouraged? Are they carrying weights of woe, you know, woe is us up here in heaven? No, 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 no. Finally it dawned on me. It wasn't God who was bearing down on us. It was a lie of the enemy. Here is Psalm 1611 as a review. You will show me the path of life, not death. Okay. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Right? So, um, so, um, that's what God wants for us. That's the kind of God we serve. Not the harsh taskmaster. No, a God who rewards those who diligently seek him, right? So in this world, we'll suffer tribulation. That's the realistic prediction Jesus left us with. Okay, we still may have babies who keep us up at night. The toilet may still clog and the neighbors may think we're crazy. Yes, in fact, I giggle a lot probably because I lost most of my marbles. <laughs> but God has promised we can live above and beyond all of these things. There is a perfect peace promised to us if we keep our gaze on him. This is Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This isn't just a theory. It is real. I know because I have experienced it in the midst of attacks to every part of our lives. And believe me, 
Having 15 children means there are potentials of all sorts of trials and tribulations. The peace of God, the joy of God, is more tangible to me than any circumstance I face. Now, I know this is not a, a popular perspective, okay? There are so many embittered souls who are willing to share one horror story after another, or who will say, just wait until right so it's like you know when you're a first-time mom and you get into a group of older ladies and you're hoping for the best you know but then you sit there and they start in oh you oh your first baby you know what happened to me my first baby oh my goodness and you know they go oh i know it was so horrific and you know he said you know what they said oh my did you hear about that woman who has 10 children have you seen her house oh look at i saw her the other day she just looks so awful, <laughs> right? And so we can get into this idea that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, you can get negative. You can get really negative and bitter, right? But it's easy to be, like, you can say that to all that stuff. You can say, well, that's not going to happen to me, right? Uh, you can proclaim loudly that you're never going to be tired or cranky or discouraged. But when the children start coming and the days are longer than your energy and there is more month than money, you begin to see things through different eyes, don't you? The world is not a paradise and children are not angels. They are born lovely with a natural connection with heaven. They are also born selfish, stubborn, smelly, and messy which we are too when we're older, but we all think that we are above that. Okay, without meaning to, we can become like accident statistics. Just a pile of women who were defeated by the hardships of life. Or we can become aware of the enemy's attempts to steal our joy and begin to fight to regain it. Just as with everything else in life, we as mothers must make a choice. Will we allow the negatives of motherhood cloud our experience or will we take parenting as an opportunity to grow in faith and grace and begin to accentuate the positive while attempting to remedy the negative? Will we do that? Now, we're going to go to the different, different ways, different specific areas, but just think about this. There is nothing in this entire world that is good or full of life or beautiful or anything that didn't originate with God. That's true. I mean, everybody's trying to negate it and get away from it, but it's the truth. You know, in James it says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, right? So that means God's always been the same and he's always been concerned with good things and perfect things and if we align ourselves with him even though there will be negatives if we align ourselves with him we can take those positives and we can accentuate them hey i think that's a song <laughs> you know that old song you've got to accentuate the positive if you haven't ever watched or heard that song you need to look it up and you and your kids will love it today. You can dance to it. <laughs> anyway, I hope this blesses you today. I hope this gives you a boost in your day, something wonderful to think about. And so if you could, would you like and subscribe to this video on YouTube or give me a, a five-star review or um, if you don't like it, you can give me a zero-star review. <laughs> and maybe, you know, write something nice or share it on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And I would really appreciate that. 
and it would just really bless me and it'll help get the word out that a lot of people are discouraged and they need some encouragement for their day too. <laughs> so God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.